Well, Ulysses, we're inching closer to opening day, and we have some discussion on that, but we also want to talk about some big picture things like some of the greatest moments in franchise history. Yes, we've got a couple of good topics that we can hash on today's episodes, and we want your involvement too. So let's get started right now. You are Locked On Rays, your daily Tampa Bay Rays podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, my name is Kevin Weiss. I'm Ulysses Sembrano. And we're the host of the Locked On Rays podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for making us your very first listen every day. Be sure you check out and subscribe to our YouTube platform at Locked On Rays, as well as all the other podcasting platforms that are available. We're also on Instagram and Twitter at Locked on Rays. And you can send us an email, voice memo, anytime, LockedOnRays at gmail.com. So let's get right into it. Um, you know, Mark Topkin, he steals content from us on occasion. So let's steal some content from him. Uh, he put something fun out on Twitter, a little crowdsourcing exercise uh, for the fan base out there uh, for a project that he's working on, uh, ranking the top five greatest moments in Ray's franchise history. So Ulysses, we figured why not add ours to the pile? So with that said, I want to hear your five greatest moments in Ray's franchise history. Yeah, no problem. I Can I give you the honorable mentions, the, one that did, the ones that did not make the list first? Absolutely. The honorable mentions would be Matt Garza's no-hitter. Okay. Make the list. I'm sorry. Um, the relay from 2019. KK to Willie. That, the relay, of course. Didn't make it the list. And Jose Lobaton's ALDS walk-off into the Ray Tank uh, against Boston Red Sox. Did not make the cut. I am sorry for those three moments. They were really good, but they did not make the top five. Now, my first question before I get into it is, were any of those three in your top five? They were not. And another question to your question, are all of your moments on the field? Any off the field moments? No. Okay. Uh, uh, none are off the field. There okay. Because I went a little bit different. Uh, I went with a, I mean, I've got certainly on the field moments, but sure. I have some other uh off the field maneuvering as well to include the list because in that original tweet from Topkin, it didn't specify, no. Hey, it's got to be on the field in action. I mean, it, it could be, you know, I think you might have an idea what some of mine are, but yeah. Uh, so if he had added some more context, then I would have limited the scope to that, but I, I posted a very wide scope to this exercise. Cool. I'm going to run through my five and then you can you can kind of grade me on on how you think uh they they are number five aki steps on the bag the rays are going to the world series that's my number five number four mike brasso's alds take it to chapman home run in the eighth inning after like a 10 pitch at bat that's my number four Okay. Number three, Brett Phillips, Heroics in the World Series, Game 4, Airplane Mode on. That's number three for me. Number two, Dan Johnson's 162 home run. There are two strikes. The ball goes 
right before the uh, the right field pole and hits one dude in the you know where, which is hilarious. Every time mm-hmm. that that flashback comes on, that's number two and number one. The man of the franchise, the guy whose number should be retired as soon as available possible. Evan Longoria, his second home run in that 162 uh, game uh, to 162 landing, how it's now known in that little cutoff in left field. That's my number one moment. Yeah. No, I think those are really good choices and picks. I will say that uh, one of mine is also one of yours. And uh, I will also add that in choosing uh, my moments, I did not choose moments that I did not I did not get to watch live. So if I did not watch it live or listen to it live, cool. then I did not include it in my list. So that's a little bit of a change up as well to this. But um, before we move on uh, and give my take out of these five, how many of these do you think Topkin will include in his piece or project? I, I gotta say he, out of my five, he might do four. There's no okay. way you don't include Aki, Brett Phillips. You've got to Dan Johnson. Are you kidding me? And then Longo, of course, Okay. The one that I think he might not include is Mike Brasso's ALDS home run. That might be for him, like, not on the list. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, that's fair. All right, uh, we'll get to mine. Uh, but Ulysses, first, we have to tell the audience about something very important. Yeah, well, if they're listening to this podcast, uh, you're probably a person who wants to be a GM or has always thought about being a GM. But guess what? That is actually a dream that can come true if you download ultimate baseball GM to your phone today. Okay. You can do the the hiring of the right coaches and staff. You can scout and draft players. You can navigate the franchise through free agency uh, and all the ups and downs of a season. It is a really cool and engaging game. It's realistic, which is the best thing about it too. And ultimate baseball GM is completely free and playable offline. You can play on the go as you want and when you want. It's really, really cool, especially the hiring of the coaches. You have to match the personalities to the ball players, which is something that, you know, might not be in the Excel spreadsheet, but we all have uh, work and we all have jobs and we all know who we want to work with and who we want to work around with. So this show, uh, this uh, this game also has that on on uh, on its uh, platform. So locked on race listeners, you can get a 100% free boost to your franchise when you use the promo code locked on. That's L O C K E D O N in the game store. So you can download it on your app store. If you'd also like to download it, you can go to probaseballgm.com. Uh, you can scan the code and um, get started. So again, Ultimate Baseball GM, start your dynasty today. Okay, uh, and I'm not going to give mine in any particular order. I'll just throw this one out of the way. The Brasso Chapman showdown back on October 9th, 2020. Um, we know the moment and uh, the circumstances leading up to that. I will say that uh, Kevin Cash following that game said, quote, hands down, the greatest moment I've ever been a part of in baseball. So um, if you have a chance, just go back and watch that at bat 2020 ALDS. Uh, Brasso, of course, batting with the score tied and one out. 
and he battles back from an 0-2 count in fighting through 10 pitches to uh, launch a home run. And, and let's remember, he was nearly hit in the head by Chapman on a 101-mile-per-hour pitch back in September at Yankee Stadium, the same place that Brasso deposited the home run. Also, I'll note that uh, the only thing I didn't like about that moment was the fact that there were no fans in the stands to uh, experience that. And it was, uh, if you listen back to it or watch it, uh, you'll notice the piped in fake crowd noise as well. But everything else was uh, superb about that. Wait, wasn't it in San Diego? They were doing a... Was it? Uh, well, no, because no, it was the ALDS, right? Yeah, but it was COVID year, so they had like a, a, a neutral site, right? They San Diego, and then they moved it. I thought to that was the World Series. I could be wrong. I mean, it, it wasn't at the Trop. I know that. It wasn't at the Trop. I, I don't think it was Yankee Stadium, dude. I think it was San Diego. Really? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Well, if regardless, <laughs> wherever it was, wow, my memories. Uh, that no, no, I, I might be wrong too. So yeah. if you know the actual answer, and and our brains are all fuddled, please. Hang on, I, I gotta look comments. that up. I gotta just fact check this real quick. Please, please, uh, because I'm, maybe I'm going this. I'm, go I'm going crazy because I thought that the first round of the playoffs were in San Diego. They were all like in a little bubble uh, at Petco Park, and then the World Series was moved to Arlington because it was the new stadium and all that. So I'm, I, let's I'm see. I've got the uh, John Boy Media clip up here. Uh, Mike Brasso okay. hits a go-ahead home run in Game Five of the ALDS. Uh, I see the ut sign in the background. Let's see. Oh man, they they actually do have like every pitch here and doing a breakdown. Wow. Um, come on, it was on TBS. I mean, I'm pretty sure. This is great podcasting. I know. I, I, I mean, here. let's see. Um, I'm looking up on, on Baseball Ref. Stay with us, people. Yeah. It, what's weird is it looks like Yankee Stadium. Maybe you're right. I, I don't think I don't think so because then the Rays didn't play the ALDS in, at the Trop, right? They didn't. So I think it was a neutral site. But yeah. Uh, I All don't right. Know. Somebody somebody has. Well, it does say there is the the Petco ad, and it it looks very Yankee Stadium esque, but I could be wrong on that, of course. So I I'll go with uh, your judgment because you're more attuned to. Uh, I mean, you know where home and away dugouts are, so you could be <laughs> right on that one. The blue okay. seats just um okay Petco Park. It looks like in the background. So you are correct. You are correct. Okay. It very much cool. looks like Yankee Stadium, though. Yeah. Will okay. Cool. We got that we're, out of the way. Thank you for he was for, thank you for holding on with us, people. Yeah. We're Brasso was nearly popped in the head was at Yankee Stadium. Yes, yes, okay. yes. Fair enough. Um, all right, so that's out of the way. Um, another moment, October 6th, 2005, the franchise is purchased by Stu Sternberg and company. I know we have our Stu jokes and we have our complaints at times or oftentimes about Stu, but let's remember under the Namole era, uh, the franchise had made goose egg playoff appearances in eight years. And now in the last 15 years, uh, the Rays have made eight playoff appearances and they're the envy of basically all of professional sports in terms of um, winning and consistency and uh, some of the newfound frontier ideas and ways of doing things that they yeah. have. Uh, another moment that I have um, just Randy Arazarena's postseason in all of October 2020. 
where he Fair hit enough. 377 with a record 10 home runs and 14 RBIs in 20 games um, and set numerous, numerous postseason records, not just for the Rays, but in terms of MLB history as well. Um, that postseason after that in the pantheon of Reggie Jackson and Lloyd McClendon and uh, Lou Gehrig and Babe Ruth. So it was definitely a moment or month for the ages as far as that's concerned. Um, yeah. And that also a little quote here from Kevin Kiermeyer. Uh, that's when he called Randy the best player on the planet, at least at that uh, time frame there. Um, next moment I have uh, 2019 AL wildcard game. Because a uh, couple things leading to that. First, it was... We had just gotten the podcast ramped up, so um, that added a lot of uh, pizzazz and panache. And it was the first time, of course, that the Rays had been in the playoffs since 2013. Six years. Six-year yeah. drought without a playoff appearance. And it just seemed like that moment, that game, there was so much hype and anticipation for that. Uh, ESPN had the Nerdcast, which was great, great television and kept me engaged and enthralled throughout. Um, and, and of course, within that game, um, really what, what stands out to me so much uh, in Oakland Stadium, I hope I have that correct, uh, where that game was played, that uh, Yandy Diaz hit two opposite field home runs. And of course, he's not known as a power hitter. And also, he hadn't, he hadn't missed basically half of the season at that point, too. Yeah. So it's kind of really like played up. since July. Yeah, so I wake up and oh, okay, here you go. Have a bad, have, have be the first at bat of an AL wild card, you know, do or die game, and then he goes off. That's yeah. the kind of guy that Yandy Diaz is at the at the box. So no, that's a tremendous pick. Yeah. Okay, and then my final uh, moment uh, is when the Rays signed and extended Wander Franco to an eleven-year, hundred eighty-two million dollar contract, cementing that uh, they are at least somewhat serious about contending in the future and winning in the future that they mean business. And since then um, we've seen a, a flurry of moves and investments in their players or in free agency, be it Manny Margot, Yandy Diaz, Pete Fairbanks, Jeffrey Springs, Tyler Glass, now Zach Eflin in free agency. And I think that there's more to come uh, whenever the Rays uh, open up a new stadium, uh, either in Tampa or St. Pete. Though you you gave really good a really good top five, I like that they are like for for those of you who are older than us, you will understand this uh, analogy. Uh, you know, it's, you gave us the B sides, really yeah. good B sides, and very really big great, picture moments as well. Rare, I didn't say you know gems. Yeah, yes. you didn't give us the singles. You didn't give us the 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 number one hits, but they were all yeah. really important. I like it, man. I That's like why it. I wanted to change it up a little bit. And again, yeah. I think that uh, Topkin with his tweet there left it very open-ended. Uh, yeah. Your top five greatest moments in Ray's history. Um, you know, it wasn't uh, walk-offs or, you know, hey, moments. I can, I categorize that as a lot of different things. So yeah, I uh, just wanted to throw those uh, out there as well. Um, so yeah, uh, there it is. Uh, as far as uh, what we have with the greatest moments, I'm very curious to see what the audience and the listeners have to say. And we'll read Topkin's article whenever that comes out. Um, all right. We've got uh, more to discuss on this episode, but first, 
we have to tell you about Built. The Built March Madness bracket is here, and we know that you have a favorite bar or puff, and now's the time to make it count. So go to BuiltMarchMadness.com to vote for your favorites. And when you vote for your favorite bar or puff, you will be entered into a drawing where 50 lucky Lockdown listeners will get a free box of Built. Not only that, but one Lockdown fan will get a 12-month subscription to Built to have their best bars or puffs delivered monthly, uh, monthly straight to your door. Uh, you got to try Built, of course. Built is the best protein bar ever. Seriously, they're so amazing that you wouldn't guess that they're actually good for you. Um, what makes them so good? Well, they're all high in protein, low in sugar, and covered in 100% real chocolate. That is right, real chocolate. So run over, literally run over to BuiltMarchMadness.com. Get your cardio in uh, right now to vote for your favorite bar or puff and pick up a box while you are there. You can vote every day in March. So hop in and support your pick. All right, uh, Ulysses, opening day is just around the corner, and we have the opening day starters revealed uh, across all of baseball. All 30 opening day starters have been named, uh, thanks to a little exercise uh, that uh, MLB put forth, and we kind of knew it was uh, uh, an easy conclusion that Shane McClanahan would be the starter for the Rays, and the starter for the Tigers, the Rays' first opponent, of the 2023 season is Eduardo Rodriguez. And with that, we figured we'd do a little fun uh, preamble and preview on this, uh, guessing what we think that opening day lineup for the Rays will be against Erod. So, Ulysses, what you got? One through nine. Well, I got good news for Rays fans is that uh, a lot of the Rays players have really good numbers against uh, Eduardo Rodriguez, of course, um, it can vary from one at bat to 18 at bats um, that, you know, the sample size. So, right. of course, it's going to be a uh, small sample size here, but they are all really looking healthy uh, at the top of the lineup. I got to go with my on base percentage machine, uh, Yandy Diaz playing first. I have to have him eight for 18. Uh, the dude uh, is hitting, let's see, 444 against Erod. That's fantastic. And you know that he takes yeah. uh plate discipline very well, so I got to have him at the top of the lineup. Wander Franco, he's hitting right below him at 300. Love that. So Wander gets the start. Randy Rosarena batting third. Again, another guy 364 against Erod. Perfect. Uh then I have my first lefty here in Brendan Lau. Brendan Lau playing second. I I, I I know some people like him at the leadoff position. Some maybe like him third or fourth. I'm going to hit him fourth right here, but I do want my first three to be righties against Erod just to put a little pressure on him. Question. Uh, you said Brandon Lau is your first lefty batting cleanup here. Am I to assume that you have another lefty in this lineup? Good question. No, I guess okay. it's my first and only lefty. Very, okay. very, very astute. Pitch backwards to us there. I was like, <laughs> yeah. how many lefties do you have in this lineup against lefty Eduardo Rodriguez? <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. First and last, I guess. Uh, okay. Batting fifth would be Isak Paredes. Uh, he doesn't have uh, that much. Uh, uh, he's only seen three pitches, actually, from from Erod in one at bat. 
no hits, but of course he has to be there. Uh, Manuel Margot batting six, uh, number seven, Harold Ramirez, who's seen one pitch and one hit. Sounds very much like Harold uh, batting seventh and batting eighth, Francisco Mejia doing the catching. Uh, I believe he has, yep, six at bats, three hits, hitting 500. Love that okay. from Francisco. And Jose Siri is uh, batting ninth. And, of course, patrolling center field. No, I like that. Um, I think just about everybody except the catcher is also in my lineup here. But I'll run mine one through nine as well. Uh, I've got Yandi leadoff, Wander second. I just think get as many at-bats as possible for Yandi and Wander. I think that should be the modus operandi going forward. Three is Randy. Four, Brandon Lau. Five. Um, I guess my idea or the ideal is that you get Yandi, Wander, Randy on in some shape or form. Brandon Lau cleans it up, hits a bomb, you know, extra base hit, whatever it may be. Turn the lineup over a little bit, get another on-base contact-oriented guy at the the the, the second half of the lineup with Harold Ramirez. And uh, I, I guess I should have mentioned Yandi's at first, Wander's at short, Randy's in left. B. Lau's in second. Harold Ramirez is DH. After that, I've got Manny Margot in right field. And then I put Isak Paredes at third base and batting seventh with the idea that hopefully Harold Ramirez or Manny Margot, one or both of those guys get on. And then Isak can uh, pack a little power and, and maybe, you know, clear one of those guys home as well. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Christian Bethancourt, I got in the eighth spot at catcher. And then number nine, Jose Siri. Uh, playing center field. I like speed at the bottom of the order, acting maybe as a quasi second leadoff hitter. He gets on in some shape or form, and then Yandi can punch him over, and then you roll through it with that. Yeah, very similar. We have very similar ideas. Basically, we switch Isak and Harold in order in the lineup, and then you have uh, have Mejia and you have Bethancourt. Um, I went, I think we have different reasons why we went our catching. Uh, I went more of the offensive side i know that uh, yeah it destroys lefties but i'm assuming that you want shane mcclanahan to have some really good help behind the plate put potentially with the arm maybe there's going to be some some fast moving um base dynamics by by the tigers and you want to yes. kind of <laughs> prevent that from happening i'm guessing yeah, that was that was my idea. Just give the nod to a little bit more of a veteran player as well. I think Christian Bethencourt, with all that he's been through and experienced in his baseball career, that he's more or less earned it or or deserves that opportunity. Um, we also have some. Uh, we we put this out to the listeners as well. Have some one through nines, uh, too. I will note that I think this is going to be Eduardo Rodriguez's second. Well, he I think he was the opening day starter last year the Tigers as well. Of course, he is the five-year, $77 million man. So you almost by default have to put him in that role, even though he's really, I mean, objectively, probably more of a number three, number four, but this is the Detroit Tigers that we're talking about. But a little trivia question for you. Um, Before Eduardo Rodriguez, uh, can you name the four most recent opening day starters for the Tigers? In no particular order. Good question. I'm going to go just because of timing. Rick Porcello? Strike one. Casey Mice? Strike two. 
Manning. Strike three. Uh, Matthew Boyd in 2020 and 2021. Jordan Zimmerman in 2018 and 2019. Man, you talk about you're going to have a rough season if those two guys are your opening day yeah. uh, starters. Uh, Verlander, of course, from 2009 ah. to 2014 and then 2016 to 2017. And then former Ray great David Price in 2015 was the opening day starter there. How how quickly how 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 the mighty fall, huh? Yes. Price, Verlander, you're feeling good. Like, oh, we're just we're we're just getting started, boys, and then the roller coaster turns uh, nightmarish. Um before anybody says it on the comments, yes, yes. we know Wander Franco, we both put him at short. Yes, we know the precautionary quad thing. We know. Let's just put good. This is more of wishful thinking, hoping that he is available for opening day as opposed to Taylor Walls or somebody else. Put good vibes out there in the world. I don't need to be putting Taylor Walls in my projected opening day lineup without having to. You know what I'm saying, people? Like, let's put Wander in there at short. Let's put it out in the ether. Good things. Good things can happen. Yeah. Um, Cousin Eddie says, Siri leadoff. Wow, that is interesting. Uh, Lau... Second, Wander third, Randy fourth, Yandi fifth, Margot sixth, Pretty seventh, Harold eighth. He didn't have a ninth, so I don't know. They're just taking it out, I guess, in the ninth spot. Uh, Alex Mullen says uh, Yandi one, Franco two, Randy three, Harold four, Bilal five, Margot six, Pretty seven, Mejia eighth, and Siri ninth. Uh, that pretty much uh, not quite but very close to ours um mm-hmm. and then uh Argenis rashad says luke rayleigh believe it or not is leading off this isn't a spring training game folks this counts for realsies uh wander second randy third harold fourth bilau fifth margot sixth paredes seventh mejia eighth and josh Lowe ninth uh, i really hope wow three lefties Maybe Argenis doesn't know that. Well, well I, we had it in the tweet that Eduardo Rodriguez was going to be the opening day starter. I think, honestly, I think he's been really pushing for Josh Lowe and Luke Rayleigh this whole spring training. So yeah. maybe he's just really a Luke and Josh kind of dude. So he's doubling down on it. Um, no. And then uh, the great Al Bushman says Randy one, Loud two, Franco three, DS four, Rayleigh five, Margot six, Mejia seven. Fridays 8th and Siri 9th. Quite frankly, I would be shocked, absolutely shocked, if Josh Lowe and or Luke Rayleigh is starting in that lineup. I'm not I wouldn't be shocked if they get in that bat throughout the course of the game when Eduardo was pulled after sure. the fifth or sixth or wherever it may be. But um, and having two or three lefties in that lineup, and yeah, that would be the- an interesting uh pull to say the least. The only lefty that should be getting in uh, three, four bats against Eduardo is Brendan Lau. Punto. That's the only guy who should be getting at bats, honestly. Like, why? Why put yourself on under that, you know, detriment? I I think, and also, I don't know, man. I, I, I do like the fact that we are in the same wavelength of Yandi, Wander, Randy. Why are you separating these three? Yeah. They're, they're, I mean, and then Brennan Lau after, like, let's just, yeah. those four, Yandi, Wander, Randy, Brandon. That should be the the four. And and if you want to swap Wander or Yandi, I'm cool with that. And maybe even Rand, I, again, top two should always be Wander or Yandi, Yandi or Wander. 
one of those combinations. The only way opinion. that I would be able to say, okay, fine, not Yandy, not not Yandy, uh, Yandy, uh, b- batting first. If it's a righty, then you could do the whole thing that they love to do, which is Brendan Lau at the top leading off. I'm fine with Brendan Lau leading off against righties, but then you you would just scoot down, scoot down everybody else down. So Yandy would hit yeah. second, Wander would hit third, and then Randy would be your fourth guy. Yeah. Fair enough. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how it is revealed and shakes out too. Uh, thank you for making the Locked On Rays podcast your very first listen every day. Now make your second listen, the Locked On Fantasy Baseball podcast. That is also free and available on all platforms. Hope you all have a wonderful day. Stay safe, and we will talk to you tomorrow.